page the PT Hotline. How can I help you? So here's the key, Pinky. I need your help. You know that guy at work that I had a crush on that just kind of like screwed me over? Well, he's begging for my attention, and I don't know what to do about it. He won't leave me alone. Pinky, oh my fucking God. So get this. I think my, my boyfriend is cheating on me. Alcohol and I have no evidence stop texting me except for my calling me. And I don't oh want to do Okay, so my ex texts me, and I don't know what to do. I don't want to fall back in this cycle, but I don't want to get so So, like, when does the glow up start? Hi, and welcome to the Between You and Me podcast with Rihanna Marie. Happy Friday! I'm so happy to have you here. I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm bringing on my little buddy, my little brother. He's now 14, so he's not so little anymore, but we have a pretty deep conversation, and one of the things I like to do with my siblings is really just give them an open space to share authentically. I don't ask them to hold back, and I let them share their views and their opinions, so heads up, there are some heavy themes in this episode. Uh, We do talk about mental health, we talk about addiction, we also talk about God and spirituality, and I kind of let him just free reign and uh, have a space where he can share a lot of the aspects of himself, and there's some fun stuff too, we read some Reddit stories, and we just have some, you know, sibling conversations. Also... Next week, we are planning to do another Confessions episode. I'm so fucking excited. I had so much fun with you guys on the uh, X Stories episode. So this one is crazy stories of shit that friends have done to you. Uh, You know, friend breakups are so painful. I don't think it's talked about enough how painful losing a a good friend can be. So I want to hear... Maybe some crazy, effed up, shocking stuff that a friend did to you. And I want to know if it ended the friendship, if you guys recovered. Essentially just the time that you were betrayed by a friend and how the friend breakup went. Uh, As usual, I'll be sharing some of my own stories and we will tie it in with a deeper healing aspect to the conversation. But it'll be some fun girl talk, so... Uh, You still have time to go and put in your stories and put in your confessions. Go to my Instagram at pinkandsparkles101 and there's a highlight and you can submit there and I'll put the link in the show notes for this episode too. So I hope you enjoy and I'm going to get that the episode rolling. All right. Love you guys. See you in a sec. Today I'm joined by my baby brother who's not a baby anymore. You want to say hi? It's now between you and us not you and me (laughs) no that's the whole point of the title between you and me so it's like between you and me right between you and me oh okay yeah so it's between yes and that's why i like read stories and stuff like i get it because it's just between you and me i get it like keep it on the down low (laughs) yeah 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 okay what's your name oh so my name is michael i'm just kidding my name is my name is christopher And you're 14. I am 14. And when was the last time you were on any of my stuff? About five years ago when I was nine years old. Yeah. What did we do? 
we basically did a whole conversation about adult topics. Yeah. And um, I didn't sound like a nine-year-old in the conversation. They were, like, impactful questions. Yeah, they were, like... Stuff you don't ask a nine-year-old. Right. And um, I answered them very well. When you were telling me my answers, I was very amazed by them. Yeah. And... Because I just just listened back to it and was talking to him about it. And it's okay. It's still on my... um, it's still on the podcast. You can scroll back. It's called Impactful Questions to a Nine-Year-Old. Your voice is so kid and high-pitched. It's so I cute. Know. It's so cute. I gotta watch it. Like, yeah. And I asked you, like, what do you think God is? Yeah. How do you combat bullying? Just, like, insane stuff. And I didn't really, yeah. like, grow up, like, with bullying and stuff, but I still, I'm sure I answered No, it, do like, you remember? You had a story from when you were younger and you beat up a sixth grade bully. Oh, yeah. Is Bri- that true? Brian, yeah. Did you actually yeah, do that? So, <laughs> so the story is, um, he was, like, the top dog of my elementary school. Yeah. Like, like nobody wanted to mess with him. And, yeah. Uh, he used to always call me and my friend Tanner, like, white boy what's up white boy stuff oh, like that so yeah. and he would always bully us and then one day he actually followed my friend tanner home and oh. uh he was like and tanner was like dude i was actually so scared so then uh the next day when i was walking to your house yeah um he was behind me and stuff and he was like talking to me whatever and then like i like just like pushed him into the fence and then i was just like <laughs> don't i was like i was like do not um, make fun of me or my best friend again. If you do, we're gonna have problems and stuff. And then, <laughs> and like, I was legit like, How a, old were you? I was like nine. I was like probably like four foot ten. This kid was like, at the time, he was probably like five foot four. Yeah. I was like four foot ten, and yeah. I was like looking up at him and shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was just like, I was just like, dude, I'm over it. Like, you're not that cool, bro. Yeah. And then, like, the next day at school, like, he never talked to me again. Like, he was never messing around with me again and stuff. And it's like... Wow. I know. I was just, like... Wow. I was amazed by myself when I did it. What do you think... Do you think you, like, had a surge of confidence in that moment? Like, almost otherworldly? Or... I just feel like... How do you do that? Like, I feel like... I just, like... I feel like as much as <laughs> I would want to think that I was, like afraid as a kid I was very like not fearful like I was yeah. very just like yeah. I was very just like I can do whatever the fuck I want yeah. like you know yeah. like I was very like that and um yeah I mean I was confident and like I said yeah. like I wasn't one of the kids who really got bullied there was a lot of kids at school who liked me and I yeah. was more of like on the popular side right. so like um he was new to the school too yeah it was so I, I mean it was just like elementary weird like stuff <laughs> yeah. like looking back on it like yeah. it's not that serious like yeah. I don't even know where that kid is now yeah but like um yeah dude I was the shit that's a crazy story <laughs> I, was, I was the shit because I, I just heard that like yeah. to prep for this episode I was listening and I went I gotta ask him if that's true yeah, you I know mean, I mean you were never you've always been very honest yeah so I figured it was true but I was the shit yeah that is wild I mean one of the things I thought would kind of play over this whole episode is just that idea of how when you're 14 yeah you just feel so invincible yeah like I remember being just knowing I knew everything right and it's like Having that, like, upper top on wisdom, whatever you want to call it, it, it's, like, 
it's 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 a burden but also like something good because it's like yeah i don't know because i i mean as a 14 year old like yeah we feel invincible all that but we do struggle we do have problems i feel like it's one of the most like struggling stages yeah i agree and um yeah i mean just being a teenager is is it's hard so um but knowing that and having that wisdom to get through it it helps you through those years right and because like knowing that um even the darkest nights will end and the sun will rise again is something that you have to just like stick to you know okay buddha It is. Yeah. I mean, like, just yeah. just knowing that, like, this too shall pass. Like, not everybody stays 14 for the rest of their life. Right. Like, people grow up into adults, and, yeah. like, they. it's just a different way of living, so you just have to get through it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like 14 was one of the hardest years right. for me. Like, right. I'm pretty sure that's when my depression hit. Right. I think that's when all my mental health really started mm. in a way that you can have it as a kid but you don't understand yeah. it as much and, and like the the difference between me is i had it as a kid and i did understand it yeah. so that's why like going into 14 and stuff i was able to like more know what's going on know how to help myself and treat myself because of what i did struggle with at a younger age i yeah. mean like i have pictures from when i was 10 and like crying and stuff yeah. and um going absolutely insane like I legit have pictures of that and um I have videos of me when I was like 10 11 crying and like I felt so alone in the darkness that I would like talk to myself on the video so that Mm. I so that the next time I was sad I would look back at it so um I would be like hey like I I know you're sad right now like it's okay like (sighs) stuff like that like I legit have a video that I could show yeah. you right now that. yeah I did that in a different way I would journal to myself later yeah and I'd read them later and it would be like I don't know something I could read when I didn't feel good for me I always felt so like uh and it's like it, it, it's weird when I say this but it, it, it's like it makes sense to some people like I always felt so like connected to myself like I always felt like I was always gonna have me so yeah, like I would yeah. I would make those videos because I knew at that age uh my parents didn't really our parents didn't yeah. really like understand what I was going through it was new, right? It was new. So I felt so alone and I felt like I was the only one who understood myself. Yeah. So I was like I'm going to talk to myself. Yeah. And um it helped a little bit. It's still it was still a little lonely, but um it was just about I mean getting through it and I feel like just building up that invincibility as we said from getting yeah. through things at such a young age it's like yeah everybody in their life at some point is going to deal with something that's hard and a struggle that uh takes their mental health on a t- like for a toll um but it for me I, w- I feel like I was getting it done at the ripe old age so that like I one I'm not going to say that I'm never going to have struggles again because I will but the difference now is that I'll know how to get through them and I'll know how to um, help myself in times like that. Yeah, that's incredible. I, to- I completely know what you mean. And yeah. I think it's cool to hear you reflect on that. Yeah. Because when you go through heavy trauma at a young age, you, I, I think almost out of survival, you have to decide that it's going to help you later on. Right. Because if you don't make that decision, right. that it's going to make you stronger, wiser, right. better, 
and more equipped right. to handle life yeah. than like what was it all for? No, exactly because yeah. I mean like it's not like you know and everybody's heard this a thousand times but it's true it's like it's not how you fall down it's how you get back Absolutely. up. Absolutely. And it's yeah. because like what it means is like yeah you fall down and it's like you might have something really struggle like that really was struggling but it's like the get up part is like the way you come back from it the what what you yeah. take from that experience yeah. like the wisdom that you gain from it it's yeah. like everything in life is really just a learning experience to help you for the future and that it's it's who you get up that's who you are right you're not who falls down right you're, you're the person who has the courage and yeah. the strength to get up yeah after you fall down and I think one of the reasons you and I are so close and bonded is because of what we went through at a young age. Right. And obviously growing up in the same environment. And I was telling you before this that I, I had just, I think it was a TikTok video and someone was explaining why you can have siblings who grew up in the same environment with the same parents who have different, like, memories. Right. Like, one sibling thinks they grew up with shitty parents. The mm. other thinks the parents were great. Yeah. And being the oldest, being, what am I, nine years older than you? Yeah. Yeah, being nine years older than you, you would think there would be such a big disconnect. Right. Especially because I'm the oldest and usually parents figure it out a little more. Exactly. Mommy had me so young. Yeah. But that's not the case with you and yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the, like, the difference is that we actually are so similar. Yeah. And we actually went through, like, almost identical, like, lives. Like, yeah. the, Like, it's like, um, it's like, yes, obviously being a boy, a girl, there's differences, but right. the, the life part of it, it's it's very identical. Yeah, like, like we grew up in a traumatic household. Right. We've, we view our parents the same way. Right. We really do. Like, love our mom. Yeah. F our dad, basically. Right. Yeah. And and obviously there's more depth to that, right. but just to say it in kind of a silly way. Right. And then we go through being, like, spiritually and emotionally inclined at a young age, right. so at, like, 9 through 11, and then hitting a sort of depression at 12, mm-hmm. and then at 14, like, going through the ringer. Right. I mean, just, like... like going, like, down. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean... The addiction part of it, we right. both we both struggle with that, and we both yeah. connect on that, and yeah, um, yeah it's an everyday battle. Um, but I feel like now I'm addicted to seeing my sobriety days go up. Like yeah. I have an app on my phone called yeah. "I Am Sober." Yeah, and uh, t- <laughs> that's cute. So um, today I'm actually 85 days sober. Hell yeah! Yeah, congrats. So um, I'm, I'm so proud of you. Coming up on my 90s soon, but um, addiction is a battle that. Uh, people I feel like they don't teach you enough of when you're growing up in like elementary and stuff because it's like honestly what the fuck is a little don't do drugs bracelet on your wrist gonna do right I was just gonna say like kids don't even know what addiction is and what that means exactly like you all you hear is drugs are bad in the same way of sugar's bad or etc it doesn't doesn't make sense it's like yeah and then you get to the age where you're like tobacco is bad for your lungs like fuck dude everything's bad for you bro like (laughs) like what do you mean dude like eating too much candy is bad for your teeth like it's like that's not gonna fucking stop me from eating a bunch of candy at night like it's like so i mean i feel like the way that they taught it was just 
it's just not enough, you know? Yeah, there's like, no explanation of how addiction happens. Right. What it does and like, to the mind. Because if I was a teacher, I would, I would explain it like this. I would say, um, like, class, think of the hardest struggle you've had in your life. Like, think of the, a time where you were super sad. And I would talk like this to ninth grade, like, yeah. fourth, fourth graders. Yeah. I'd be like, like, think of a time when you were so sad and you were angry and things like that. Um, how you would feel if you picked up a drug yeah. is you would feel like it was all gone. It, you would feel like you were happy. Yeah. And they would all be like, oh, like, what? Why wouldn't I yeah. do that? And then I would tell them, but the drug doesn't last forever, just like nothing lasts forever. And what's going to happen is that pure sadness that you were feeling, it's going to be bigger. So right. you think that it won't happen to you, but it happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I would explain it. Yeah, because that's, that's digestible yeah. and it makes sense because... No one likes the feeling of sadness. Exactly. So you have to tell right. them, like, and they'll they'll probably think back to a time where they were actually sad, like, yeah. Where, yeah. And so then you tell them that, and then, yeah. I mean, it's like it's just getting that point across because I think like a little red wristband that says "Don't do drugs" is just stupid. It's like, not helpful. It's just stupid. Yeah, and it's also like the human humans. You you tell them to not do something, and then they want to do it more. Yeah, and you mean, know? like, you know, I feel like. For me, it's like, I believe in manifestation, but if we could all manifest everything we wanted, we'd be fucked. Like, we, like, we, I feel like manifestation shouldn't be used for, like, I'm gonna be rich, I'm gonna be this, this, this. I feel like it should be more used for, like, my family's gonna be happy, my family's gonna be healthy. It's like, use it for others, because, like, like I said, if we could all manifest stuff, this, this, this world would be... Yeah. corrupted. There's one thing to say for making yourself your best self and pouring yeah. into yourself and then being able to help others. Right. Like putting the oxygen yeah. mask and on I first. Mean, it, it's, yeah, that's true and it's yeah. like I feel like it's the same thing with praying though. It's like you can't just like pray like God please give me money. Like stuff yeah. like that. Like maybe he'll give you the strength and the courage to go get that money. Yeah. But yeah. nothing's gonna happen if you just manifest and sit in your room. You gotta actually you gotta, like Action. Do it. You gotta take and action. it's like it's not yeah. like you're just doing it. Like no, yeah. like the universe and God, your higher power, whatever you believe in, is it will help you. Like they will, right. it, they will help you do it. But you have to do it. Like yeah, absolutely. It's all. It's it's just an upper hand. It's a leg up. Exactly. Because yeah. they're not help you have the means to. Yeah. But regardless, you're the one on earth and exactly. the physical. Exactly. That yeah, that's to all. Do just about, that's all. Just to say, yeah. they are not in body. Like, yeah. They they can't. You have to do the footwork, no matter what. So, um, I, I wanted to talk about, cause I think it just goes in line with everything that we're talking about mm-hmm. and also your age and the fact that you're a boy. Right. Uh, Angus Cloud passing. Yeah. The other day. First sad. of all, that. It's, it's so sad. Yeah. And that day felt weird. I don't it know. Did. We didn't talk about that yet. No. But it felt, it felt very dark. Even before the yeah. news came out. That yeah. It was gloomy in California. Yeah. And I was sad that I day. I was sad that day too. And I remember yeah. telling yeah. our mom when, uh, I got picked up from somewhere, um, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like sad today. And she was like, oh, what? Like that. And I was mm-hmm. just like, but I didn't know what it was. And uh, she yeah. had no idea who Angus Cloud even yeah. is. So 
stuff like that. Yeah, in my group chat, like, yeah. all my friends, before it even happened, we were all talking about how it felt like a weird purgatory day, right. like, just a weird, yeah. bad, like, today is it not a good day. It didn't feel good, yeah. It didn't feel good, and then finding out he passed, I was so shocked because... He was such a beautiful soul. You know right. when you just know a beautiful, a good soul? And, and, you know, I wasn't shocked. Really? And the reason why I wasn't shocked was because he was dealing with a lot of mental health problems. Yeah. And, um, you know, he even shared about it on interviews and stuff, and when people would compare him to his character and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, he was struggling, and uh, he was also going through drug addiction. Right. So Cause he's not um, a character. No, he's a human. He's a human being, right. and he right. was also going through uh, drug addiction and stuff. And um, he probably felt so alone in the darkness. Like you know, you get to a point sometimes in life where you don't want to live, but you also don't want to die. You're stuck in the middle, and I think gradually over time, as you keep dwelling in that and you don't do something about it, and you keep using, you keep getting more depressed, you keep getting this, you lean to the other side of, I just want to be dead. You just, mm. you lean to that side. And um, yeah. I don't want to say that I saw it coming because nobody sees death coming. Yeah. But when I heard about it, I wasn't shocked because of the fact that that's what mental health does to people. Yeah. And you know, like, um, yeah. it, it makes people feel like they have this, like, black void in their body and then on top of that he's filling it with drugs that you think are filling the black void but are actually just making it wider yeah. so like um when I found out that he actually committed suicide I was like I was I was sad I was really sad because yeah. I felt like um I felt like I saw something that I could have been like I felt like I saw like how if my mental health got so bad then I was using drugs and I never got pulled out of it and I never went to AA and I never did the things that actually helped me, that's where I would have ended up, yeah. you know? It's like, and it's sad. Um, I believe in that we have a forgiving God, though, so I don't think that... Because one of the things that they say is suicide uh, makes you go to hell. I believe that we have I don't a... I, I believe that we have a forgiving God, and I think that God sees the broken and wants to help the broken. I think that um, he's in a better place now. Um, and, like, by the God sees the broken and wants to help the broken, I actually had a dream, uh, like, a week ago or something. Yeah. And it was a weird dream, and all day I was, like, writing in my journal trying to, like, figure, it, like, it. Like, figure yeah. it out, right? Yeah. So I had this dream. I was uh, in my house. And there was these, like, three mice. And, like, um, I just looked at them, and I just, like, loved them so much. And, um, you know, I was, like, cleaning them and stuff. And our brother came out, and he was like, oh, they smell so bad. And, like, and then, like, my, my our mom was like, um, oh, my God, Christopher, like, get them out of the house, stuff like that. And I just was like, I was like, no. And then I, I washed them. I found some of them a home, and I kept one of them. <gasps> and so that, I was deciphering it all day, and um, also in a part of a dream, I was in, like, the sky, 
doing this really weird quest. Like, it was, like, this really weird quest. It was, like, it looked like heaven. And when I got to the end of the quest, everybody was clapping. There was, like, a thousand people clapping. (laughs) They were, like, you did it. Yeah, there was, like, a thousand people clapping, so... Okay, wait, I have something. Have you heard the story of St. Francis? Yeah. Okay, well, Nana was telling me last night... Um, St. Francis, I actually, I don't know, I'm not the one to speak on it, but this part of the story, um, he was, like, bleeding. Yeah. And then all these mice would come to, like, I know this sounds gross, but come to, like, suck the blood or eat the blood. And most normal people would start screaming and be like, get the mice off of me. And he was in such a state of bliss or nirvana, essentially, that he would lay back and just let the mice eat the blood yeah and because he saw them as one and the same creatures yeah. of god of this world exactly so it makes me think of that and then it also makes me think of what is the story of three blind mice what the, is that a story yeah isn't there like the three blind mice i didn't know that i think there's something with it that you got to look at um yeah, I mean, but anyways, what I mean by that story, by that dream is everybody saw them as dirty, as broken, as uh, they were disgusting, and I feel like some humans see people like, they're oh my god, they're so disgusting and dirty and yeah. homeless people and stuff, Yeah. but God doesn't see them like that. I saw them as just loving creatures who wanted to live, and um, that's how God sees us, and I, I remember this quote. I forgot what it... I forgot... Oh, my God. So, I went on TikTok the mo- <laughs> in the morning after. Okay. <laughs> and there was this... there. I swear to God, there was a video. My first video I opened on TikTok. Uh-huh. And it was this girl. And there was this little mouse. What? In her house. And um, she put on the quote... Um, all that he was, or, or like she put on the screen, all that he was being punished for was living in a cruel world. And so that, Weird. and that's crazy. And then there was, um, there was a, uh, then she put up the quote, I don't fully remember the quote, but I think it went something like, um, if it's like, it was something about like how it was like, if man is so cruel then let death be kinder than man, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, but it was so crazy because I had that dream and then I watched that video and I was like, this has to mean something. Yeah. Like, and it's like I'm not one that's like always in that like, oh my god, everything means something. Like I like, like but it was weird it, like, timing. Yeah, exactly. Because like, because yeah. it's like uh, I don't like go outside and like see like a butterfly or something and I'm like, oh my god, this means that I'm gonna be rich. Like right. <laughs> yeah. But like when I have something that like really hits me and then yeah. like happens like that then i'm like okay this has to fucking mean something like this is yeah. not a coincidence well i think it's interesting because i mean the story of angus cloud reminds me of the stories of little peep juice world right. mac miller in the sense that such beautiful creative souls right. that like left us what feels like too soon right and each of them dealt with their own version of mental health and drug addiction yeah and i think that there is a i keep thinking of that group for some yeah. i keep thinking of all of them together and i think that 
I'm also connecting the the male aspect to it. Yeah. And, and I feel like there's a loneliness when you're a male. Like I That's feel not like, talked about a lot. Yeah. And we know that. I do think yeah. nowadays we're talking about it a little bit more. It's more common to hear. So I'm going to show you this video. Okay. They, like, they're not going to see it, but they'll hear it. Okay. This is me when I was 11 years old. And, um, yeah, I was really sad. So. Hey, man. I know you're sad, bro. Just love yourself, dude. You're doing good, bro. Good job. Oh. So, like, I mean it. Like, I actually did that. And, um, and then. Out of, like, loneliness. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that just plays into that, like, mental health and stuff. And then, um. Once again, they're not going to see it, but here's a picture of me when I was 11, and I was, this was actually my first attempt of suicide, and I was so sad, I was on the verge of breaking, and I just, like, was taking pictures of how, like, sad I was, and and nobody, nobody knew how sad I was, and, um, it just, it just felt lonely, and I have, like, a thousand pictures of, like, that. Do you think there, there is something to say about it? feeling impossible or uncomfortable mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. men to talk about what oh, they're yeah. going through. Oh yeah, I mean, it's just like like in the best way that I can put it is like, you know, the the whole like men don't like men are usually strong, the ones who are always having fun and you know, you always see like women talking to their girlfriends and stuff about how they're sad whatever. Yeah. But as a guy, like, you text in your group chat with your friends that, like, you feel suicidal or something, they'll just be like, bro, what are you talking about? And they'll, like, laugh at it, and yeah. they'll be like, dude, go touch grass or something. Like, they'll, like, yeah. they'll, like, make fun of it. And so it's, like, you feel alone in that. Um, Do you think that having, I, I don't know, a family that's more emotionally open was helpful for you at all? Oh, yeah, I mean... Your support system is what, your support system is what really, like, keeps you going. Yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like there's a certain point, and I I didn't really know this at a young age. Like, I I, I believed in God, and I loved God, and I prayed to Him. But I feel like one of the main things He's there for is your loneliness. Like, He will um, always be with you, and... um, you know, without context, uh, when I was in the mental hospital, yeah, um, really hard nights being full. I mean, when you're in there, it's just green, echoey walls, and yeah. you legit feel like so alone. You don't go outside. You don't see outside. Yeah, uh, you're with crazy, the craziest people in the world, yeah. and you feel so alone. And I remember at nights just. When I was feeling so depressed, so angst, like, like I mean, anxiety, like, I was full of anxiety, full of fear. I remember just praying, like, God, just please give me a nice rest tonight and be with me. And I would wake up the next morning, I would feel like I could do it. A like, little bit Like, a little bit better. Yeah. And those are things that would keep, that keep you going. And, um, yeah. It's crazy to look at where I am now. Because I actually went to the mental hospital two times. Um, and it's crazy to look at where I am now because I remember, like, all the nights that I were in there, 
and at residential. I also went to residential all the nights that I was there. Um, I used to like sing this song. It was like a it was like a parody of another song. Yeah. And I would just like I changed the words and it was like, um, each night under this moon, um, I want I I like can't wait to go home or like I want to be home or something yeah. like that. And I would sing that song and then when I look at it now, it's like. I just have a sense of gratefulness of, like, where I am because it's so hard being there. And it's, like, myself in those times, all that he would wish for is to be where I am right now. Like, yeah. legit. Like, yeah. like I wanted nothing more yeah. than to just be at home. Like, yeah. nothing more. So, yeah, I mean, it's just... And it's so important not to forget that, like, once you make it to the other right, side. Right, because you just have to keep being grateful. You have yeah. to keep... Because yeah, you mean, get used to the exactly. other side. So, I mean, yeah. like, every... I mean, I had, like, a really long, like, 10-minute deep prayer last night. But, I mean, most nights I just pray and I just say thank you. And, yeah. like, you know, um, but, yeah. So, I want to ask you some of the questions I asked you when you were nine. Okay, let's do it. And I think it'll be really fun. And then uh, we're going to read some Am I the Asshole Reddit stories together. All right, let's do it. So, popping in for a quick word from our sponsor. Are you a journal girly or an iPad girly or a planner girl or do you want to be? Well, I have the perfect thing for you. That Girl RX Digital Journals and Planners. It's on Etsy, and also you can find us on Instagram. We sell digital journals and planners, and they are so much fun. We have a journal all about manifesting, and it is loaded. It is a daily planner, but it's also a manifestation journal with a bunch of spots for vision boarding, think Pinterest, think your next level self. There is a multiple amount of spaces to learn different exercises for manifesting that you can try out and lots of room to write. We also have a academic planner coming up really, really, really soon. And it's only an academic planner because it's going to line up with the school year, but it's the everything planner, and we mean everything. We're not missing a beat. You've got so much. You've got your monthly monthly calendars, undated calendars, calendars that you can turn into whatever you want, whether it's like your work calendar, your school calendar, etc. You've got weekly calendars, daily calendars, and also a multitude of spaces to plan. We've got adulting corners where you can budget, where you can keep track of all of the important things you need to get done, like your doctor's appointments, your beauty appointments, anything super important that you just need to check off your to-do list, we've got that for you. And it's going to have everything. So you can use these on your iPad, you can print them out, you can use them on your computer, you can also use them on your phone. They're super user-friendly and so much fun. So you can find us at ThatGirlRx on Instagram and also on Etsy, and we're so happy to have you. Can't wait to see what you do with your journals and your planners. Thank you.
I know it's a deep episode, but we'll mix in a little bit a little of laughter. a little laughter yeah. in there in between. But before I ask you that question, I wanted to ask, before I ask you those questions, I wanted to ask, what is it like having a sister that went through like mental health and addiction yeah. and sobriety before you? I mean, I feel like we kind of talked about it when we said we're so similar and stuff like that, but, um, I mean, it just, knowing that there's somebody who went through it and got through it, it definitely gives you a sense of hope, and, like, it definitely gives you a sense of, I can do this too, um, and yeah, I mean, it, you, you never want to see one of your family members go through something like that, Yeah. but now that you overcame it, um, you know, I'm proud. And it also gives me a sense of, like, hope that I can also overcome those things, yeah, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> the first question I asked you was, uh, what is your opinion on kids being on iPads, iPhones, and electronics? Okay, so I'm going to answer first and then tell me what I said the last time. Okay. So, um, I'm going to say this. I feel like it's a standpoint of society to have a phone and... Um, things. I also don't think that kids should have iPads. I mean, we look really? at like so okay. because we look at like kids at restaurant, at like at a young. I feel like it comes with a certain point. Yeah. Like you should not be on, and I think this is for phones too. You should not be on your phone or your iPad when you're a kid, when you're at a restaurant with your family and stuff. And I see so many kids nowadays with their big ass fucking iPads, just like playing every game in their fucking like universe and it's like why though why do you think, think it's i think not it, a good thing? one um it's it's unhealthy i mean yeah. it's like just straight up unhealthy um the parents that are letting them do that are just full of neglect because it's like they don't want to deal with them so just have your ipad okay but okay okay okay, okay but now okay i'm in that weird age where you know when you watch shows and it's like a family mm-hmm. and you you relate to the kid? Right. I have hit the age where I almost relate to the adults more. And it's a weird place to be. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm closer to the adults. Yeah. So I think a lot about, like, how much mental energy being a parent takes. Right. Think about our little sister. Think about Skylar. Yeah. All day. And she's exactly. the most precious thing. No, but I know. all day no, on mommy. I know. And I think like that. Like I almost don't blame and I think I agree with you. Yeah. Like I have a couple opinions I, about this. But I almost don't think like I understand being like, Okay, here's that. No, I do. And I you think know? but my th- thing that I'm trying to get the point across is there's a point in a there's a point in a time for yeah. like when you're at dinner, no. Like yeah. take your iPad away. Like So one thing Owen and I were talking about it the other day, like kind of the way we we would want to parent, mm-hmm. and I I think I would want to want to attempt to do less technology and more like natural toys, I guess. Yeah, a thousand. Percent. You know, and like I mean, playing outside. Well, and, and I mean, um, but because of like a, addiction to electronics. Yes. Because it affects your dopamine. And then you become addicted to it, and it creates more tantrums. And and but here's here's the thing: like we don't even have to go into the kids, like the phones. Um, it's just bad for your mental health. I mean, yeah. like 
society, seeing beauty standards, stuff like that, it's really bad for your mental health, and it can take a toll on it. And, like, yes, it's addicting. I scroll on TikTok for a bunch of hours and stuff, but it's bad for you. Like, it really So is. you didn't have your phone for how long? All of 2023. For an entire year? I haven't had it since... Oh, si- oh, oh, oh. I haven't had it since Got 2023 it. started. Right. Or, no, before 2023. What was your experience coming back to having a phone now? Here's what I'll say. Um, the first month or two, it was nice, you know? Yeah. I felt like... I felt stress-free. Like, obviously, I was dealing with other stuff, but I felt yeah. less stressful. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have to keep up with everybody yeah. or, like... Um, I didn't have to deal with the, with FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. And, um, but as it progressed more, I was just, like, over it, and, like, I needed my phone. It's something that, like, it's just an entertainment whenever you need it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's so addicting yeah. and stuff, but now, like, I'm more able to be, like, I'm not gonna watch TikTok and stuff until I've done what I have to do for the day. So you have more ability to, like, control it? Yeah. After having not had it. Oh, yeah. Long? Okay, do you want to hear what you said? Yes. When you were nine? I was probably, no, because I loved my iPad and stuff. I was probably like, oh. <laughs> and, Wait, and then now my mom is just... For the first one? <laughs> yep. Okay. What is your opinion on how kids are usually just on their iPhones or iPads or electronics? I actually think it's fine. I think it's fine. Because what else are you going to do? Stare at a wall all day? Well, how about... Because you play outside a lot. I mean, yeah. he's not you wrong. You actually do. You go yeah. scootering and you do things outside. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. And but what do you think about the kids who don't... Because there's kids who don't do that at all. They don't, like, go outside and play and try and to... Now, if they're inside all day, like, don't shower or do anything, <laughs> right. like, that's bad. Right. That's, like, sick. Uh-huh. It's, like... And also, you can get a disease without showering, so... <laughs> Do you think there's an issue with being too, maybe, addicted to the electronics? Because... Do you think there is one? I mean, kinda. Yeah. It's just... They make so many addicting things on electronics, so... It's hard not to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Okay. Look. <laughs> I agree with him a thousand percent. Yeah. Because... I exactly remember how I was thinking. I I was addicted to it. Right, I was. Right. And anybody who's addicted to it or to something is not going to say that it's, it's like, bad. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was addicted to it. I played yeah. Fortnite hours yeah. on end. But I did go outside and I did shower and I did, and <laughs> I I did, did and I did make sure that I ate. So I wasn't catching the diseases. I think it just becomes a problem for me. Like when I spend an entire day rotting on TikTok, and that's all you do, and yeah. that's all you oh, do. It, it, and I, I do have those. Yeah, days. no, me too. And I yeah. feel like that's just—it's so bad for it's, you. It feels horrible. It's so bad. For okay, you. Uh, the next one was: How can we help others with their own self-love? How can we help? Others? It's worded a little weird, but yeah. what I meant is: How can you help others to feel better about themselves? Okay. Um, yeah. I think. And to have self-love. I think. One, helping others feel better about themselves is not self-love because they need to feel better about themselves. I feel like yeah. like hearing it from someone else, that's love from someone else. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I feel like... You have to create it You have to yourself. find your own mm-hmm. self-love. So can, can you help someone to do that? I mean... Can you push them in that direction? No. 
You don't think so? No. That's and literally what I do for work. No, because, like, <laughs> here's the thing. It's like, you can maybe tell them... Okay, so give me something you would say to somebody about to make them feel more self-loved. Well, it's not. It's a longer process like, what would than you, but that. Then, like, like, what would you do? I mean, essentially what I do, though, uh-huh. is I tell you I won't be able to do it for you. You uh-huh. have to do it for yourself. But I'm going to give you tools and ways to connect with yourself more. Because a lot of people don't know how to have a relationship with themselves. Right. A lot of people don't know how to connect with themselves or to even talk to themselves. Right. So I give you practices on how to do that, Mm -hmm. but then it's your job to do it and to have the experience. And then you can come to me and reflect about it, Uh you know, like... Like, what's one of the practices? Okay, one of my favorite ones is the mirror exercise. Okay. And it's a hard... It's actually a really hard one for Uh a lot of people because it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when you're not used to connecting with yourself. So So essentially what you do is you sit in front of a mirror. There's a couple different ways to do the practice, but let's say... Before that, I had you write a list of things you love about yourself. So, like, affirmations. Yeah, but when I give you the things I love about yourself list, I say, write things that you don't believe is true yet, mm-hmm. right? So, like, maybe you're insecure about, I don't know, your nose, right? Mm-hmm. So, you're going to write, I love my nose. And it yeah. might feel uncomfortable and not true. So, you write that down, and you also mix in some stuff that does feel true. There's mm-hmm. probably at least three mm-hmm. things you can genuinely say, no matter how deep your self-hatred is in that, in that moment. And then what you do is you take that list, and you read it while, like, looking up into your eyes mm-hmm. and reading the list to yourself in the mirror. Okay. One, it's somewhat of a trippy experience, because you're, like, looking at yourself, and then you're yeah. also connecting, and it's really emotional for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, and I do think maybe you could help somebody do that. But what I'm saying is, like, you got to find your own self-love. You like, do, but that's like, the that's, whole Yeah, point. like, that's, like, that's, yeah. like, that's your journey. Like, yeah, um, you do. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard because I'm somebody who struggles with not loving myself. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who struggle with that. And um, for me, it's, like... What I mean is, like, I could hear people say to me all day how they love how I look, or yeah. I'm, I'm like, all this, this, and that, yeah. and then at the end of the day, it's like, maybe I'll, like, look back on it and be happy about it, but then I still don't love myself. Yeah. So that's what I mean by, like, you can't hear it from other people. You have to get it from your own, and I think, like, Absolutely. I think, like, what you just said, like, yeah, helping them push them in the right direction, right. yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's hear a little... You nine- hear <laughs> Let's hear a little nine-year-old's... Okay, what, what was it? 358. You got it. That's a heavy one. Um, I already asked the question. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the question again? How can you, or we as people, help other people feel good about themselves and love themselves? Like say good things to them about themselves like say it's like what's it called um encouragement encourage them when you're doing something with them or just talk to them about it and try to make them feel better yeah and make Mm -hmm. sure that they feel connected with you and happy yeah yeah that's a good one it's perfect now now 
for a nine-year-old, that's a great answer. Yeah. That's that's an amazing answer. I mean, I don't, you don't even that's a that's a deep question for a nine-year-old. Yeah, and I love that you like you took it. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. I I really tried to decipher it. Yeah, you were and, like, okay. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm gonna go to the next one. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. Do you think you still need a father figure in your life? Um. Personally. I, it, it, I think, here's the thing, I mean, we, we can all find our way on our own, and I feel like a lot of people grow up without a father figure in their life and stuff, um, I am fortunate, because I do have my stepdad, yeah. and, um, I love him, and yeah. nowadays we connect very well, and, um, I think having that helps you, um, but I don't think you need it. No, I don't think yeah. you need it. And I feel like some people will disagree. But, um, I mean, it's like, I get the whole, like, oh, you need a dad to, like, put you in the right direction and stuff like that. Yeah, but then what do you do if you don't have that? Yeah. I don't think I don't think you need it. Because, but it takes a lot of courage to work on yourself. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it does. And um, Meaning, like, I don't think you need it to be an to be a healthy person and to and to succeed in this life there's so many people who don't have dads and they are like living in life so i mean uh bottom line of the question is no you do not need a father you want to hear what you said let's hear it i think i said the same thing very much for you no i don't think they've taught you oh wait let me back up a little he's i'm fine i don't really care because i think that i could help myself yeah Uh. and I don't really need to learn from them because I've already learned everything. And yep. I don't think father figures have done very much for you. No, I don't think they've taught you much. Dude. Oh, wait. Owen's calling. Uh, 43. I need to write that down. Hello. What's up, Hi, baby. We should, like, finish this, like, later, you think? No, we'll finish it up. Um, I'm recording with Christopher. It's, there's, like, so many questions, though. Like, what if we just, like, finish? Okay, I don't know where we paused, but it's Owen's fault. So, because he called. Okay. <laughs> so, well. I don't know if we finished that off well. But um, we're just going to do one more question. And then get into the little Reddit thing. And then we're going to do our Reddit stories. Okay, so I asked you, first I asked you, how do you connect with God? But the one we're going to do today, I said, do you have a visual representation of God? Yeah, and I feel like that could go so many ways. Um, I think my visual representation of God is he's just, like, a ball of light. Like, I feel like he's just, like, this, like, gleaming ball of light that just, like... Yeah. That comforts you. Yeah. And is there for you, and, um... Yeah, that's what I'll say. I think my visual representation is, like, a ball of light. I can't wait to show you this. Okay. You ready to hear what you said? Yeah. So true. Do you have a visual representation of God? Yes. What do you think it is? I think he's, like, a big, strong man that's, like, when he talks, he, like, fires, and it's, cool. like, so loud, and, <laughs> yeah. Do you think everyone has a different perception of what God looks like? Probably. Because for me, I think God is this big ball of sunshine. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> what the? It's inside of the ball of sunshine. 
But only God knows what he looks like. Yeah, we don't even know. We just have what we're creating. Well, maybe people in heaven know what he looks like. Isn't that what wild? I was like, I wanted to tell you, but Dude, then I realized the ex- I was going to play it. We have the exact it. same fucking answer. Isn't that crazy? What the And I still, to this day, that's still how I view that's, God. That's trippy. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Okay, so have you ever read um, Am I the Asshole Post? I've never You're been on Reddit. I've never been on Reddit. So, okay. anyways, guys, we're going to decide who's the asshole. We're going to decide <laughs> who's the motherfucking asshole. Yeah. So the stories are like, they're good. They're a little bit long. Yeah. So I'll read them. Cool. And then we just like comment on it. Cool. And pick what we think. Let's do it. Okay. Am I the asshole for kicking out my dad's wife when they came to visit my baby? My husband and I welcomed our daughter six weeks ago. My mom was with us for one week after the birth and then went home, and it was just me, my husband, and our newborn care specialist. One week ago, my mom and stepdad came back to stay with us and visit the baby. They'll be staying another week. I invited my dad to come and visit for the same periods. Okay, so there's a stepdad, mom, and then a dad. Okay. Okay. Uh, But since he wanted to bring his wife, Maggie, along on the trip, they're staying in a hotel. We're paying for it. Wait, so dad's wife or stepdad's wife? Dad. Okay. Dad's wife. Stepdad is married to mom. Okay. Yeah. We had previously agreed that he would come to visit my apartment alone, and the rest of the time he would spend vacationing with his wife. This had all been working really well until yesterday when my dad brought his wife with him to the apartment. He said he thought it would be okay since he has been coming alone for a week and she just wanted to meet the baby. I told my dad that she would meet the baby when I was ready to receive visitors, not when he dictates and she had to leave. We went on bickering until my husband stepped in and told my dad the discussion was over. My dad ended up staying to visit because if he would left, if he'd left with her, it would have made the situation worse and she went back to the hotel. My dad has now said via text and in person that I overreacted and that Maggie was not planning to stay long and I could have just let her see the baby. I think that given the agreement was not to bring her, any length of time was going against that. He says, I embarrassed her by having that argument in front of my mom and stepdad, and I think he's the one who embarrassed her by bringing her at all. My husband's on my side, obviously. Mom and stepdad say it's 50-50, but I veered into asshole territory by ordering her out the way I did. (laughs) Having a new baby's a lot, and I'll admit I haven't been my most level-headed, so I'm wondering if maybe I went slightly overboard. Absolutely not. You were, she's not the asshole? No, I, I agree. I must say she's not the asshole because, first off, if she wasn't ready for that, we don't know the whole stepmom yeah. story or whatever. She's Obviously, she doesn't call her stepmom. She's, she calls the stepdad stepdad. And, and, the, the, and the wife, Maggie. Yeah, she says yeah. Maggie. So yeah. obviously, there's not a connection right, right there. <laughs> yeah. She obviously doesn't yeah. really feel good about this, about her... She just had a fucking baby, so for the dad to be so egotistical that he just dictates right. that, he's the asshole. It's not your baby, yeah. it's not your body. Yeah, so, yeah. bottom line, we can conclude that... The dad is the asshole. The dad was the asshole. And also, uh, okay, I wonder if Maggie knew that she didn't want her there, or, it, like, did the dad not tell Maggie that? You know I what know. I mean? Because if Maggie knew, then Maggie's the asshole, then too. Then Maggie's the asshole, too, but yeah. I, I, it looks like is Maggie didn't know. I think Maggie might have not known. Yeah, so the dad was the asshole. The dad's the fucking asshole. Right. Okay. Let's ne- move on. Next one. Um, wait, what's another? Okay. Am I the asshole for telling my sister she chose to have kids and she has to deal with the consequences of that herself? I, 27 female, go out with my sister, Lily, 35 female. Once every two or three months for lunch. 
That is both both because she has three kids, eight, five, and two, and barely has time, and because I have very few days to myself thanks to my residency. That's, like, what doctors yeah. do. Throughout, or nursing. Throughout this whole lunch, for the past few years, she has complained nonstop about how hard it is to have kids and be a mom. Nonstop. She talks about kids 100% of the time and complains. I was extra tired during our last lunch, and I lashed out at her, saying that I don't remember anyone forcing her to have kids, and now that she had them, she should be a big girl and deal with the consequences of her actions and decisions. She got super mad, called me a judgmental asshole who knew nothing about parenthood. I was like, exactly. I'm taking one of the most challenging paths a person can take in my career, and I've never complained to my family about shit. Not even a word, because I chose it myself. She told me I was a horrible sister and an even worse aunt. She said she wanted nothing to do with an asshole like me. The sister's the asshole. I agree. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. First off, complaining about how you had kids and shit, that's just fucked up. Yeah, your sister's right. Nobody fucking forced you to do that. Okay, but also, I don't know if I fully agree, because it depends how she was talking about it. Because I understand, like, with my girlfriends, yeah. if and if I had a sister who was around my age, I say, like, we complain about ridiculous shit just to complain to each other. And it's, okay. like, a safe space. But still, like... You know? I don't... The sister's the asshole. For one saying, I would never want a sister, like, an asshole. Like, fuck... Yeah. Like, whatever the And fuck also that basically was. saying she doesn't want kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's yeah. just... The sister's the asshole, so... All right. Alright, am I the asshole for the way I reacted with my best friend's husband? I, 26 female, have been friends with Celia, 26 female, for about 10 years now. She got married with her husband, Mike, 27 male, a year ago. Me and Mike get along well. He's a nice dude, and he seems to treat her well. Yesterday evening, Celia, Mike, and I were all invited to a friend's party to celebrate some good news. I don't drink alcohol, but Mike got quite drunk, and Celia drank only a little. I was wearing a short dress with heels, and at some point, Mike, completely drunk and laughing with other friends, pulled my dress up and started commenting on my underwear. (gasps) I honestly just brushed it off because he was really drunk and doesn't behave like that normally. I said, well, let's see how he'll react when he gets sober, and laughed. Celia wasn't happy at all, but for some reason, she started to yell at me that I should have reacted differently, and how can I let him do that? She even said, did you like it or what? And I didn't like that comment at all. I told her that he's completely drunk, so it's no big deal, and if there's something she should be mad at, it's not me. I left long after, not long after that. I don't think I reacted badly, but I don't know. Am I the asshole here? I mean, come on. We know who's the asshole. Someone said, some, there's comments, not the asshole. Something happened that violated you, but it also caught you off guard. You were able to rationalize that this person was your friend and they're intoxicated. Yeah. If it were a stranger, I would expect a different reaction. Celia's anger and jealousy is directed at the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're assaulted that way and someone crosses your boundaries. She handled it so well. It, like, there is no right way to handle that I know, moment. I know. And you like, go into a state of shock. Exactly, and, like, yeah. she she handled it. I think the best she could. Right, so, yeah. I mean, that one's so easy. She's not the asshole. Like, that one's... And like, the wife, you don't, di- oh, you don't direct the anger to the yeah, girl. dude, the wife is... It's that's your, your sleazy s- husband's That's your fucking, fucking sister, dude. Yeah. Like, or best friend. Yeah. Like, whatever. Nah, that, that, that's whack, bro. Okay, I just think this one's... I just All right. really want to know. last one. This is our last yeah. one, but All I right. really want to know what this is about. All right. Am I the asshole for telling the parents of my eight-year-old niece that her art is less important than mine? 
what the fuck? <laughs> I am an artist. The majority of my income is tabling at conventions like Comic-Con. Uh-huh. I work hard, not to toot my own horn, but I'm skilled, invested a lot of time and money, and that rewards me with a good income and cool job. My niece is starting to draw, mostly anime characters. She has an iPad and program I use because she wants to be like me, and that's cool. Edit, I originally explained here that she's not great at art yet. She only started a few months ago. Family kept telling me she's Mozart, and I was frustrated, so I was tactless about how I worded it. Uh, scene. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, scene. Big convention, my biggest moneymaker, highest stress event in my calendar. Long days, long weekend, high cost, high reward. Niece loves anime, so family's going too. Week before I get a call, they've made prints of Niece's art and want to put them on my table. I said they could have a little space. <laughs> Day one, they left her with me to be a little helper. She stood in front of my table directing people to her prints. I lost a lot of sales. People wanted to look at her art and coo at the adorable child, but that resulted in people blocking my table. Day two, I said I wouldn't babysit. I had a table to run. Her parents stayed much worse. They blocked the table and accosted anyone who came up, interrupting people buying from me to talk about niece. I was stressed and tired. I'm ashamed. I barely stood up for myself. Every time I tried, I was told off. I had a panic attack all Saturdays. Potential customers were grabbed away by my aunt and uncle. Day three, they left. Niece overwhelmed. Her parents mad at me. Day three, slow, but made the most money. So yeah, glad they weren't there. Okay, here's what I'll say. At the start, you're like, she's the asshole. Yeah, it feels like that. As it gets deeper, the parents were the asshole, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what, dude? Like, give a child confidence, but Mozart, like... Are we being for real right now? Let's be real. Like, let's be real. She's not running a fucking, like, a a stand. I think there's nothing wrong with telling your art, telling your child they're beautiful at art. Yes. I think when that is their livelihood. Then it's fucked. Then don't put them in there and take away the money. So, I mean. That they're making. Four for four, the other person was the um, asshole. Like, the person who is writing it isn't the asshole. And. I mean, I feel like none of these are one-sided either. Like, I feel like they're actually <laughs> explaining the story, like, yeah. well. And it's, like... Yeah. So yeah, it's, like, they're not just explaining their story yeah. to be, like, oh, I'm not the asshole. Yeah. Like, they... Like, for her, she sounded like the asshole at the oh, start. Yeah. Because I but thought... But I think she was giving a full picture. Right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah. Bottom line, they're the asshole. usually when I read these, they're very one-sided. Right. And you can tell the person writing it is without a doubt the asshole. Right. But all the ones we just read, I feel like they weren't one-sided. Right. And, yeah, that's a my asshole. Well, thanks for coming on. Yep. That was about an hour, so enjoy it. Have, yeah, like, have a good... Some food or something. Some popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, I really loved having you on, and you're my best friend. Bestie. You're my bestie. You're my twin. Twin bestie. BTW. We're both Aquariuses. Yeah, by the way. With Scorpio. Yeah. And our big three. But, um, anyways, guys, if you want me to do maybe like a video one where we have the camera on, um, we'll think of a topic or something, even maybe write in the comments things that we should do. Um, but yeah, thanks for having me and, um, hope you enjoyed. So, yeah. Thank you. Love you. I'll see you guys next Friday for Peace our... Peace the fuck out. Uh, bad Friends stories. I episode. have one in there. I have one in there. So okay. <laughs> you guys are going to like mine. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Right, peace out, fartheads.